Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing with myself, Chris Conway, filling in for Henry Jennings, who uh, has written his Henry's Take section this morning, so don't worry, you're not missing out. He's just not around to do the morning video. Before we get to the fun stuff, a quick look at the disclaimer. It essentially says that this presentation is general in nature only, and that before acting, you should take into account your personal financial circumstances. If you'd like to read the disclaimer in full, you can pause the video now. Quick wrap of the overnight action. We saw the Dow Jones close down 88 points. It was ahead some 360 points at one stage, but gave up those gains, and that was its worst turnaround since March 11, so giving up its biggest lead in more than a month. The NASDAQ, as we can see there, closed down three-tenths of a percent, and the S&P 500 also three-tenths of a percent. So they were all down. That's the major... U.S. indices all down by around the same amount. SPY futures pointing to a seven-point retreat, less than one-tenth of percent on the open this morning. So the SPY futures not particularly affected by what happened in the U.S. overnight. Oil prices surged, WTI up almost 7%, gold up 1.4%, also having a big session overnight, and iron ore up 1.7%. So commodities doing quite well. There is the chart of the S&P 500, and it tells that story that I was just alluding to uh, with regard to the Dow of the index being ahead early and being ahead quite nicely and then fading badly throughout the session uh, and closing not too far from the session lows. The major stories overnight, stocks finishing lower in the run-up to bank earnings, US earnings season kicking off this week. The first cab off the rank is JP Morgan, so we'll get a read on how the US investment banks are doing, or have been doing at the very least, uh, and there has been some talk recently that deal flow has really dried up, so uh, might be some uh, difficult or challenging results for the big US investment banks. We'll see what the read-through is like uh, for the rest of US earnings season and what that might mean for Australian earnings season uh, in a couple of months' time as well. Uh, unfortunately, Putin's saying that Ukraine talks are at a dead end and vowing to pursue the war and Macron this morning, I believe, has said that Putin is paranoid and hell-bent uh, on pursuing war. Not a good outcome for the people in Ukraine. U.S. inflation, the big story overnight, quickening to 8.5%. That was the fastest rate since 1982. And that ratchets up pressure on the Fed to uh, be aggressive. Well, the Fed has already said that they're going to be aggressive, so... Uh, not entirely convinced that there's that much more pressure on the Fed to do anything in particular. They've already been pretty good at telegraphing what they're going to do, and they already said that they're going to be quite aggressive, so I'm not sure that they need to get any more aggressive. Uh, and there was some speculation overnight. There is speculation even this morning. Lots of analysts talking about potentially that is peak inflation. We have just seen inflation at the worst it is likely to be, and the expectations from many analysts is that it will start to uh, lower in the back half of the year. Uh, as we can see there, economists now expecting the Fed to deliver two back-to-back -back 50 point, fifty basis point hikes, I should say, sorry, in May and June. And uh, just reiterating that point, Chicago's Fed President Evans saying uh, that he's not against two 50 basis point hikes with the goal of reaching neutral setting of 2.25% by the end of the year. The latest Bank of America Global Fund Manager survey showing global growth optimism at a record low and stagflation concerns at the highest since 2008. 
whilst a separate survey showed that 44% of US consumers are cutting back on discretionary spending. That followed a CBS survey that I noted last week, uh, sorry, on Monday in my Just Another Manic Monday section of the newsletter. Uh, once again, highlighting that uh, U.S. consumers are really cutting back on a number of things, including travel, uh, entertainment spending, uh, and food spending as well. Uh, so a number of different surveys there just showing that higher prices and higher interest rates and inflation are having a direct impact uh, in, the, in the economy and seeing U.S. consumers cut back on their spending. Uh, Japan's wholesale inflation, wholesale inflation staying near a record. Bonds, stocks, and oil falling in April. It's only early April or mid-April now. Uh, in a rare concerted sell-off reminiscent of the 2018 route. Let's hope it doesn't turn into that. Chinese stocks were boosted once again by the latest easing speculation. Premier Li issuing a third growth warning in less than a week. So some expectation there that there will be some easing and some stimulation coming down the pike. And Shanghai remaining in lockdown despite reports of the lockdown easing. Uh, and the U.S. has ordered the exit of its non-emergency emergency personnel out of Shanghai. What to expect today? We've seen Aristocrat Leisure this morning just provide a little update on their CFO transition, confirming that CFO Julie Cameron Doe will have her last day on the 15th of April. Don't expect that to move the needle too much in terms of the share price. Uh, if it was a CEO, uh, then it might have more of an impact, but a CFO... Uh, shouldn't have too much impact on the share price provided they find someone suitable. Aluka Resources has its AGM today and has released this note to the market this morning that it intends to demerge its Sierra Rutile project. So if the demerger proceeds, Sierra Rutile will be established as an ASX-listed West African-focused mineral sands company, so an independent company. The demerger of Sierra Rutile would allow Aluka to focus on its capital allocation priorities and management attention on its core Australian assets and development opportunities. So there you go, Aluka potentially looking to spin out its Sierra Rutile business. Adbury this morning, the old Adelaide Brighton, Adbury limited downgrade to equal weight from overweight at Morgan Stanley. Bain Capital recently holding talks with EML payments, uh, takeover talks in fact, but it has walked away for now according to the Australian Financial Review. Then we've got a number of items there on the data docket, nothing particularly significant. Westpac Consumer Confidence locally will be an interesting read, uh, and then a few bits and pieces uh, as we move through the 24-hour market cycle. Uh, US tonight producer prices for March also of some interest. Corporate events, as mentioned, the AGM for Luca and a couple of ex-dividends today. To the question of the day, all the analysts are asking this morning, so I'll put the question to our valued members uh, in the Facebook group. Did we just see peak inflation in the US? Uh, I certainly hope that we have. Hope it takes a little bit of pressure off the Fed. Don't want to see rates rising too fast and, and scuppering the market. But that is the question this morning. Did we just see peak inflation in the US? All right, team, that wraps it up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again next time when Henry's away. Until then, take care.